So it turns out UCLA was broke. Does that change anything? Do we want to keep taking in broke schools? Could a school like Notre Dame be so broke that it would want in? There's a lot here to unpack. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Locked On Big Ten alongside Jacob Rude. I'm Nate Dickinson. A whole lot to get into in just the last day, as it seems like it has been every day since the last time Jacob and I talked last week. But since we last talked, we were talking in the middle of all of this news breaking between the Big Ten and USC and UCLA. But even just in the last 24 hours, it seems, Jacob, there is all sorts of stories coming about of what could be happening next in college sports and what could be happening next for the Big Ten. But it seems like overall, the overarching thing is that the Big Ten really started the wheels turning here. Yeah, this is, I still haven't even like fully wrapped my mind around the fact that two Los Angeles schools are in the Big Ten. Uh, I'm still kind of grasping that. But yeah, the, I talked about it on, uh, locked on Hoosiers last week kind of in the aftermath but like I think the the Texas and Oklahoma moves were kind of like that signaled what was coming but UCLA and USC coming to the Big Ten is kind of the point of no return like I and I think a lot of people have realized that that all right this is really real this is happening how do we kind of save our now and it whether it's the big 12 and pac 12 trying to merge whether it's whatever whatever it may be the schools that are rumored to potentially maybe come to the big 10 uh, it seems like everybody has kind of realized that oh this is really real we have to figure out how to adapt and and keep ourselves afloat and that feels like what the last week has been it's just a whole bunch of reactions from a whole bunch of schools trying to figure out how they stay afloat now at first, I thought the biggest thing was the boundaries being broken, like physical, actual boundaries, the lines that have been drawn in the sand across different conferences. I thought it was the Big Ten kind of breaking that that was making all of this happen. But then we get the information out earlier today that it was, in fact, UCLA, in at least in their case, a, a big money problem, which, of course, makes sense. They lost a whole lot during the pandemic. It was looking like if they stayed in the Pac-12, I mean, reports coming out that they were going to have to cut all sorts of different kinds of sports if they did not make this move. They make the move. They're now money makers again. But it seems like this could be a big underlying thing, which honestly, I don't know if it took this long for us to find out about UCLA can we know if that's what's driving things right now, if that's what's making things happen faster than it seems like they were, even when Oklahoma and Texas did their thing? Yeah, it's one of those things we talked about in the moment, and everybody, I think, kind of realized that the pandemic was going to have lasting effects when it came to the schools, their budgets, just having a season without any attendance in any sport, basically, and just what that, not having that money into your budget when you have these huge huge budgets with lots and lots of programs and as you said we found out that la was hemorrhaging money and i the article the la times article said they were headed toward a 
Olympic sports Armageddon. Uh, I remember, and they referenced it when Stanford cut a bunch of Olympic sports and they faced a lot of back backlash and kind of walked it back. But um, UCLA was up to over a hundred dollars in debt basically because of um, poor football attendance and the PAC 12s kind of payouts um, not being, or being behind and they had lagged behind the other conferences. Um, and now, I mean, you look at, I think 102 was with deficit they built up and now the expectation is just from media rights alone that it could be a hundred million dollars. Each school is going to bring in. And yeah, I mean, it makes sense why they kind of re I, I assume they were the ones who reached out considering their financial issues, but it, it makes sense why they sought out joining the big 10, because uh, this was, it's one of those things you didn't, like you said, you didn't realize how bad it was, but it was, it was about to be really, really bad for, for UCLA athletics. So what does this mean going forward now? If it was this bad for UCLA, which is not, I would imagine, a school that had it the worst off. I mean, maybe that much debt in the football program is the worst off that you can get out there, but maybe some of that's just the management as well with whatever happened there. But anyway, the point is, if UCLA was doing poorly, there are other schools who are doing poorly too, right? So as other schools are now seemingly moving just as frantically as USC and UCLA did, what does that mean for the conference as a Big Ten fan that is taking these schools in because it's not that easy now anymore as just saying oh we can add the names of USC and UCLA and know that that's going to be programs that are making money if UCLA wasn't what can the Big Ten be confident in going forward I, I guess the Big Ten would get all the details what can we as people who are watching from the outside how am I supposed to figure out if a team that wants to join the Big Ten wants to join the Big Ten to make the Big Ten stronger or just because it's hemorrhaging money? Does it even matter? Because it didn't matter for a USC or a UCLA, and it's not going to matter now for the Bruins as far as making money goes. They're going to be part of the right deal. They're going to be just as rich as every other school in the Big Ten and on their way back to being fine. But what does this mean, if anything? I do think that this was a sort of perfect blend of circumstances in which, I mean, the pandemic was going to impact finances, but it wasn't necessarily going to be long-term. Like things are returning somewhat back to normal. Like it was kind of this one year gap when it came to um, not having as much money, but that, that adds up and that hurt. But I think between that, between it being the market that it is with it being Los Angeles and just the instant influx of cash, because they're negotiating a media rights deal right now. And if the, if UCLA and USC jump in when there's already a media rights deal, they're probably not getting an equal share of the pie uh, right away. So the fact that there's a current discussion about a media rights deal, it, it changes the dynamic because they're, they're going to bring the LA mark with market with them, excuse me. So I think this specific scenario was a perfect storm of UCLA and USC being in need. Certainly it seems like UCLA more than USC, but as you said, we don't, we don't know. Maybe USC was in a similar boat. Um, those two being in, in need and having that market, the big 10 being in the spot it is in um, 
what that means long term, I or, or kind of looking at the other schools and, and people they could add, it's hard to tell because I the Big Ten's I don't think simply going to add schools just to add schools, and so it still has to be a certain I don't want to say requirement, but I mean they're they're not just going to go around and start picking up schools. So there are certain things that I'm sure they're still looking for, um, but if UCLA was hurting for money as badly as they were, then I would imagine there's a lot of programs that are like this and are hurting for money. Maybe not to the degree UCLA was, but uh, I mean, everybody could use a hundred million dollars annually from just the media rights. I mean, it's wild to me that in this article, it says they had a $102.8 million deficit and they're going to go from a deficit to a surplus in one to two years because of the money this conference is going to draw or bring in. So everybody wants that. It's going to be interesting to see if other schools reach out and what schools the Big Ten would be even interested in in adding to the conference right now because um, it seems like they're kind of in a position of strength where they can make the decision if they want to add schools. Maybe they wait until after the uh, media rights deal is negotiated so they don't have to give the equal split of the pie to all the schools. I, I don't know. There's a lot of ways this could fall out, but I mean, it, it to me, I think this specific example was more just a, a blend of circumstances that all lined up to lead to UCLA and USC joining. But I mean, it also feels like anything is possible if Los Angeles is big 10 country now. Today's show is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. It's an online shop for all of the auto parts that you could ever need. And it's better than anywhere you could ever go to. Instead of heading to a dealership or a part shop, you can just go from the comfort of your own home to rockauto.com. There you'll be able to find any parts that you want while cutting out the middleman to make that price even smaller on your end. For example, right here, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, 353 from the chain store, 216 at rock auto that's the kind of savings you're going to be able to get on that big stuff but it's not just the big stuff over there too if you just want to get something as easy as changing the mats in the car you can do that over at rock auto as well they've got a system online to make sure you're getting exactly the part you need if you're a little unsure or not a huge car expert when you're making your repairs rock auto can get you set up exactly the way you need for the lowest price. And again, without you having to go anywhere, everything delivered straight to your door. So the next time you need to make a repair, upgrade, or even just want to do something to make sure everything's in tip-top shape with your vehicle, head on over to Rock Auto. You can save a whole bunch of money without having to go through the stress. Well, I think the media rights deal signifies the end of the Big Ten expansion, at least for the immediate future, like this yeah. offseason, at yeah. least, right? Because the Big Ten wants to have whatever this new conference is, it wants that in full force at the negotiating table as to what it's pushing to all of these networks, because this is new. This is unchartered grounds now. Before it was going to be an all-time contract for the conference. Now it's going to be an all-time contract for potentially the future of college sports. This is more than what it was a few weeks ago now. So I think that while that advantage you mentioned is right, not having to get that even slice of the pie is important. And maybe that's what happens next off season then. 
But as far as like what's going on immediately, if that meteorites deal gets done, I think that's the Big Ten saying, at least for this offseason, we're out of the game. Hands off the piece. We're good. Now, I do think that with this UCLA news, we have to reopen the door of a Notre Dame possibility. Yeah, because one, it's a different way to get in, really. I, I mean, before I was like, okay, Notre Dame would only really leave for the Big Ten if this deal becomes so monstrous that they really don't have a choice, right? I think that there's a really good chance that that could have happened. And then Notre Dame just switches like everything except for the football, make the ACC deal just a Big Ten deal because that's nice and easy. Nobody cares about anything along those lines with the conferences. It's really only about the football, right? But with now this wrinkle that UCLA has thrown out there with its news, I think you have to ask yourself, is Notre Dame in a situation where not that they could be losing out on money in the future, but they've already lost out on the money like many other schools already have. Now, at the same time, as someone who grew up close to the campus, I know Notre Dame likes being Notre Dame football. I think it's willing to lose a little bit of money. I think it's willing to not make the most money if it's willing, if it's able to still be Notre Dame football. And to be fair, Notre Dame could very easily have had at its worst time more money than UCLA ever did have. That's just the way that Notre Dame works. Mm -hmm. But if there were some sort of perfect storm, it would be the Notre Dame losing money, which we'll probably never know about the way that we knew about UCLA losing money here. And then them making this move into the Big Ten, even from a football standpoint. I don't think that happens here. I think the Big Ten, one, is not doing anything else. If there's a bunch of other teams lined up, it does not do anything else until it gets that yes or no from Notre Dame. Maybe it already has gotten that no from Notre Dame, and that's why they went and got USC and UCLA. But I don't think any of those moves are made at least on the football side, until Notre Dame is in a dire situation. But it wasn't until today that it occurred to me with that UCLA news that, that could already be the case. I was thinking like three, four years from now. Yeah, I, I when you said that they were that they were just kind of done this offseason, I was going to point out, I think Notre Dame would be the example, or the mm-hmm. uh, exception, excuse me, is that if Notre Dame said, hey, we'll join the conference, then that yeah, they would add Notre Dame. Um, it's kind of been a an open offer for Lord. I don't know how many years at this point uh, that Notre Dame could join the conference. And I mean, in a lot of ways it makes sense because I know for football, a lot of the holdups had to do with, with kind of rivalries and you keep the USC rivalry. Now you, you keep the Michigan one, but outside of that, I mean, yeah, they would, they would add a lot to the table. It would only make the deal grow larger, but that's just kind of, I I don't know how much we're going to know about how much, um colleges are struggling financially because we didn't know about ucla struggling until well after the fact so as you were kind of saying it's 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 a guessing game but again if ucla was this bad off like other programs are going to be in the same boat especially programs that are pretty reliant on football as a, a source of revenue and didn't have those fans in there for much of the season and didn't have a lot of that revenue in some ways that's Notre Dame. But as you were saying, they, they operate differently. So I, I would be a little surprised if they had anything close to the financial issues that UCLA had, but it's possible. But I think, um, I, I think 
you you're kind of you nailed it that we don't really know and it maybe that is maybe there is some type of handshake agreement there with Notre Dame that was part of adding UCLA and USC it's hard to really tell but it I feel again I, I think I've said this a couple times just feels like anything's possible if I had to lay money on it I would I would think Notre Dame would be one of the next schools to join whether it's this offseason whether it's next offseason whenever it is it, it's it's made too much sense for for a long time um and especially now that the Big Ten's about to have this enormous media rights deal that I'm not even sure what number you put on it at this point um it makes sense but we'll see I mean from it, it feels like there's different reports every hour and, and whatnot but I think one of the last ones I saw was that Notre Dame wants to remain independent for now. I also don't know how much longer they'll be able to do that and turn down money that the Big Ten is going to be able to offer them with these new media rights deals. I know they may sacrifice money to remain Notre Dame, but when does that number become too big to where you it's too hard to say no to that money? So uh, it's such an interesting dynamic now because it feels like everything's on the table and um, – forever i just thought notre dame was just going to stay by itself up there in south bend right in the middle of big 10 country but now i would say uh it's i mean to me it seems like a matter of when not if they join the big 10 the new coconut brownie chunk puff from built bar is still flying off the virtual shelves when you go over to built.com built bar as you know if you've been listening to locked on podcasts is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar everyone here at locked on absolutely loves them not just saying that as a sponsor they send us stuff and people rave about it all the time it's 100 percent real chocolate around a protein bar with a built bar but with a built puff and with this chocolate brownie chunk puff you're getting yourself one of the most popular built bar flavors in that puff form marshmallow surrounded by chocolate while still getting all of the protein you need with less than five grams of carbs and sugars too it sounds too good to be true. I know this stuff tastes too good to be true, but the facts don't lie, and the nutrition's right there on the bar, too. It's all the protein you want out of the bar to get you through the day while also getting you the great flavor, too. And now you can get one of the most popular Built Bar flavors in that puff form with the chocolate brownie chunk puff. Head on over to Built.com right now and use code LOCKED15 when you order. Even in the last few days, I've gone between back and forth on which side of the fence I land is if I think the Big Ten's ending, adding any more this offseason or not adding any more. I, I guess right now I, I'd say the two biggest obstacles holding me back are one, that I think Notre Dame is that first domino that has to fall, and I don't think Notre Dame does that right away. And by the time the Big Ten figures that out, it might be too late to do something this offseason and get something done. Also, that we haven't even touched on the, the tough conversation that needs to be had about the fact that the Big Ten still hasn't added any schools that aren't part of that AAU accreditation. And mm -hmm. that's something that just kind of has to be thrown out the window at this point. I, I don't think that's even a conversation anymore. Maybe it, it's probably a conversation for another episode of Locked on Big Ten. But I don't think it's really a conversation anymore that that needs to be thrown out the window at this point. But it still hasn't happened yet. And from a conference standpoint, when you're talking about the people who are actually powerful in making these decisions, that's a tough conversation that I think is, I would put all my money on going to be had. 
but that's the thing about the tough conversations that you have to have with these kind of people. They take a little bit longer, I think. And I think if that, those are the two things. Those are the only two things that are stopping me from being like, this team's going to be at 20 teams by the time we get to next football season. But it, it, that's, again, it, but it is, uh, I think, two pretty big things in this particular case. Yeah, when I talked about last week about kind of what's next for the Big Ten, I talked about the AAU kind of that they've had. There are schools potentially from the Pac-12 that are or the Arizona, I know, Oregon, Washington, I think Colorado were ones I remember offhand. I mean, Stanford, obviously. But I also said that at some point they'll – that won't matter anymore and whether we're to that point now like you said maybe they've thrown it out the window I mean UCLA and USC are AAU schools but yeah I agree at some point that's not going to matter anymore uh, because again the money is going to be too big but still uh, there are still schools you could add that uh, would be AAU schools I don't know that it's something they've specifically mentioned recently as kind of a requirement still, but um, I mean, they're still operating as if it is one. Uh, so it, that'll be interesting to see uh, at what point that is thrown out the window for what school and what, or maybe what market they kind of throw that one out the window for, because eventually I agree that it's, at some point they'll stop caring about it being AAU schools. There are ways for them to still add them now, but um that's always been just kind of a, a convenient excuse at times I thought for them to not really look at, look to add schools. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like that, that excuse is just kind of being, uh, or that reason is kind of right there, just ready to be thrown away whenever the money is right at this point, because I mean, that's what, that's what everything's going to come down to is if the money's right, they're willing to do just about anything. And, Again, maybe that's make UCLA and USC Big Ten schools, or maybe that's getting rid of these AAU requirements. But at some point, though, that'll, that'll go, that requirement to be an AAU school. But I don't think it'll be just that easy as throwing it away, though. The Big Ten has been, for a little while, kind of the pride of the country as far as Power Five countries go, in, or Power Five conferences go, in caring about the academics for this exact reason. And it's not just the academics of it it's also the donors and the way they get a lot of money to those schools i mean athletics obviously overpowers academic sponsorship and donations and things like that but it's still a big part of what all of these institutions do on their campuses i mean michigan cares about its academics greatly northwestern cares about its academics greatly all these schools pride themselves on being good academic programs so i do think there's just a pushback to be had there from whoever it may be. And it will, it will be done over. It's not going to happen anymore, I don't think. But it's just a matter of like, how long does that take? Because I think that, again, the people who are in power are the ones who, at least in my mind, are going to have some of that pushback and have some of those decisions to make. So it'll happen. But I don't know if it'll be as easy as just like pushing things over that that quickly. I don't know. I guess I'm maybe a little more cynical about it as well, because I, I don't disagree on like a school by school level. Those 
schools still care about academics. It's just hard to make that argument as a conference when you're going to be sending student athletes across the country for road games now that you actually care about them as students and not as the athletes part. I, I'm a little more cynical about that because, I mean, there's a lot of logistical issues that still haven't really been worked out about how you do the Olympic sports and what those games are going to look like. So kind of in that sense, I feel like we've already jumped the shark when it, it comes to athletics that uh, they that's kind of a back burner issue when you're adding UCLA and USC. So I guess I'm a little more cynical about it. Maybe they won't throw it out that easily. I don't disagree that it'll still matter to the schools themselves, but I, I don't know how much, I, I just don't know how you can make the argument as the big 10 that we care about academics when you're sending UCLA to play Rutgers and a women's soccer game on a Tuesday night or something. 